Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to First Trade, the show where we're educating new investors and traders. We recognize that some of us are experienced traders and some of us aren't. That's why we wanted to level the playing field and make the markets accessible to everyone. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to First Trade, episode number 12. Wow, 12 episodes in. We have made it uh, quite far, honestly. Um, it, times are moving fast. You know, we only do one show a week and the weeks are flying by. I mean, I, you know, tw- 12 weeks. Wow. Michael, uh, let me bring on my co-host, Michael, who is currently um, destroying a bang. Very Dude, much my voice needed. has been so dry all day today. It's been just back to back. And what happened to our intro, too? I know you said it wasn't perfect, but it just like stopped. Yeah, because the ending wasn't perfect. So I just cut it off. I thought we've had that done for like six months now, but it just really wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. So so we OK, bear with us. We're used to doing this stuff pre-recorded. Um, and we recently, it's our only second live episode. Um, and, you know, we just decided this, this is a better format. Why not? You know, um, there are going to be some hiccups, but this way we get your interaction. We can answer your questions real time. You guys have been asking for it for a while. So I love figured, it, man. I like being live. It's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy it too. And you know what, Kat? Thank you. Appreciate it. People, listen to Kat. Smash the like. It helps us out, you know? Um, Michael, we have a pretty pretty interesting episode. I'm excited to get into it. I think we have a lot of fun today. Um, oh, dude, so, I'm excited, man. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a real derby. I'm excited. Should be fun. Yes, very excited. Uh, and you know, I don't even know if we want to spend time covering portfolios today because it seems kind of kind of pointless with today's market. But hey, the the one good thing I did see is that Torchlight is is up a little bit. Just yeah, not, not, enough, not enough. Not enough not enough to be in the green whatsoever. No, but it's, uh, it is up. I will take small progress where I can get it. Also, Torchlight is the only stock I still have in my portfolio because I have cut everything else out. I'm investing in something new. I'm actually investing in Bang Energy. Whoa, really? Yeah, no joke. Are they man. public? Private e- no, it's private equity. Oh, are you, I know are you the owner. investing in them? I know the owner of Bang. you're just Bang, owning yeah. a bunch of them? No, I know the owner of Bang. You're buying all the banks and that's how you're investing in them? Yeah, I don't actually know the owner of Bang, but I do buy a shitload of Bang, so I feel like, you know. I, I can... Dude, that sound sucks. That's the worst laugh ever. 
All right, I kind of enjoy our, it. Okay, dude, let's get to our guests. Right. Let's stop dicking yeah, around. We, we started a couple thing. minutes late with today's show, um, so we're gonna get right into it, folks. We have a pretty sweet guest for you. My drumming on the table was a little bit aggressive there, but uh, we have Mr. Kenny Glick, aka the Prophet of Profit, uh, the Warlock, otherwise known as you'll see on the show here. He's been on Benzinga shows quite a bit, but his first appearance on First Trade, um, and he's here to drop the knowledge and, and bless you guys with that. So, Kenny. Uh, why don't you come on? What's up, y'all? Good to Welcome, have you. dude. Good to be here. Oh, so this is like a different format. I heard this was the last show. Am I the anchor now? Am I bringing it up? Closing, yeah, you're actually up. you're closing actually just out. taking over the shows. We're all quitting. Um, we decided to just hand it over to you. Oh, Figured cool, that was probably man. best. All right, send the. I don't know if you knew, but ten grand a month. <laughs> I come cheap. <laughs> Kenny, what's going on? How's your how's your week been? Obviously, the market is down today, but uh, otherwise, how you doing? Oh, I'm having the best time. I'm liquid. I've been I was a little premature on my liquidity. Uh, I've been bailing out of this market since August, September. Uh, really, I call it the Kathy Wood uh, effect, the Kathy Wood top. Once they put anybody on a pedestal the way they did and just rammed her name down our throat, I became extremely bearish on this market. <laughs> and everything that she touches, I look to short now, and it's been a phenomenal trade. Well, there you go. Um, I, I guess that's working out well for you. I am uh, not – well, actually, I do hold some ARC, and I do have some Tesla as well, but – Maybe it's time to bail out on that. Who knows? Uh, this, guy's, this guy's single-handedly destroying your positions. That's awesome. A little late to the party to sell, but yeah, I, I think it could get a lot worse. You know, at least a little 10%, at least. All right, all right. I'm not, I'm not in anything like a crazy amount, so I'm not super worried. But Kenny, there is, um, obviously, I would love to hear some background about you for the folks in the chat who are watching who might not know. Um, so would, I, I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are. Wow. I really love talking about myself. So you pick the year. I can tell you where I was. By the way, my brain is like a hard drive. I've lost everything prior to 87. So we'll start there. Uh, I went to school for television and radio and learned to be uh, you know, a production manager. And I was doing acting and stand-up comedy. And just jumping light years ahead, I was on stage and you know somebody said, hey, you're a funny guy. Why don't you use your sense of humor to be a stockbroker? Not where I thought we were going with that conversation. I thought I was getting my way in, maybe you know, a little show, maybe some SNL. But there I was in the boiler room, uh, didn't really fit in. Uh, everybody screaming about IPOs. I didn't even know what an IPO was. And right out in Long Island. Those movies were dead on. Boiler Room did a great job. Wolf of Wall Street did a great job. I was there. Uh, then I, you know, once I saw how the sausage was made, I was jumping around from firm to firm. Basically, they kept changing the name of the company to stay ahead of the law. And once I saw that nonsense going on, I was leaving and I was done. I was at a Pearl Jam concert, saw an old fraternity brother of mine, told him my plight. And he's like, coincidentally, I'm starting my own firm. I'm like, I like you and all, but I'm done with this industry. And he's like, no, it's different. We're going to trade our own money. It's your own individual account. It's all you. We're not taking clients' money. It's you, and you can do what you want to do. And bang, there I was, throwing my bar mitzvah money into an account. And I had a kind of a knack for it because I was you know, hip to the markets for a while, and this was kind of like where I wanted to be. No responsibility. I was my own boss. And off to the races we went, and that was around 97, 98. And then that monster move up in 99 kind of caught me off guard because, again, I'm a bearish type of dude. I'm a, a realist of the market. 
And it just, it didn't, didn't suit me right. And, you know, again, I didn't milk that up move for all it was worth, but oh baby, when we started rolling over, that was Kenny Glick's time to shine. I was crushing things. Things were dropping in 30 point increments, 40 point increments. I didn't even had a chance to cover. So by the time I knew what was going on, I had made a career out of those of that sell-off. And, you know, then I got a little greedy. I thought because these stocks had come down so much that I could just start nibbling away. And those nibbles, I got nailed. So right as you think you got something going on, this market will humble you in a, in a, in a heartbeat. And then from that point on, I just went right back to what made me the money on the way down, just playing reversion trades and shortened gaps. And then fast forward to about 2012, 2013, I started running my own website, running my own, you know, my own desk and more or less, you know, some guys working underneath me. 2012, when the market, after the market crashed in 2009, which I had some good times with, I thought this market had run out of steam in 2012. And I put the biggest short position on in my entire life. And I'll tell you right now, didn't go well. Lost. Uh, it was like that dry mouth, you know, staring at the screen. What am I doing with my life right now? I just lost a year's worth of money in like 24 hours. And that trade woke me up and pivoted me into, it's pivoted a word, yeah. me into this realm that I'm in right now. And I want to thank my man, Zach Hurwitz. I got to give a shout out to Brian Shannon. Brian Shannon, we call him the overlord of VWAP. Zach Hurwitz was the emperor of the VWAP. I am just merely Darth Vader. And he came into my room and he was looking at the setups that I was drawing on my charts. And he said, you know, you're trading VWAP, right? And I said, who cares about VWAP? I don't care where VWAP is. It's just a number at the end of the day for institutions to gauge whether or not you did a good job acquiring a block of shares. And he's like, nah, it's much more than that now because of the algorithms. And then from 2012 to 2013, all I did was watch what I would normally do. And I plotted it along VWAP. And as Brian was showing me, anchored VWAP. And Zach was telling me multiple time frame VWAPs. And I just started looking. I was like, wow, this is giving me a heads up on an entry, on a trade that I would normally do. But now I'm getting in at a better time with the risk parameters right there on, my, right there on the screen. Your entry's there. Here's my risk, and there's my reward. What more do you need about trading? So VWAP, volume weighted average price for you guys that are just joining us. We call it VWAP for short. VWAP is the holy grail of trading. And like I said, I've been trading pretty much even before I was in the market per se. I've been watching these markets for 30 years. VWAP is the only truth left in this market. And it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And now it's my ninth year of using it independently i don't use anything else on my charts price and vwap and it really is a game changer for me and what's good about it and the reason that we're here today it's a very simple concept to understand the vol the volume weighted average price dude that was the best intro from any guest uh, maybe like we've ever had that I, was awesome, I, i've done I this agree. before it's not the first rodeo <laughs> dude, we had we had pearl jam we had the boiler room. We had a bar mitzvah money stash coming into play. Oh, my mom the suit too. I can almost fit into it still. That's awesome, man. That was great. All right, cool. Thanks, man. I dig it. No, I, I love that. And, and it pretty much touched on everything I want to cover today. Um, and so let's let's take it back a step. Um, Kenny, obviously, so you know, your your first experience seems like was in the boiler room. So I don't know if you were trading for yourself at all at the time, but 
do you, you know, we are the first trade show and a guest that we have to ask every guest is, um, you know, do you remember your first trade? Do you remember um, the ticker? How did it pan out for you? How did that go? Absolutely. I was, uh, well, now that we're on this show, I was a young 20-year-old, and uh, I had done trades with my dad, you know, just researching stuff in the New York Times, and he'd buy it, he'd buy it for me. But my first trade in my own account, a young Kenny Glick was taking LSD, hanging out in, uh, in L.A., and we decided to drive through the desert and go to Vegas. What a great idea, just like the book. And then it starts to hit you. Next thing you know, you're hitting the casinos. Whoa! <laughs> the casinos are everywhere. The lights and everything's going nuts. We're doing whippets, having the best time of our lives. And in that, in that LSD psychoticness, one thing we did take away was every slot machine was made by one company, IGT. So as I'm coming down on the on the ludes to try to weed off, get off the LSD, I'm on the phone with my dad. Hey, dad, uh, I think we should be buying some IGT. And he's like, who is this? You're calling me at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, OK, sorry. But I waited till Monday and I went back. I went into my and I called my broker because you had to call brokers back then. Sick, crazy time. <laughs> I called him. I was like, I want to be, I want to put $22,000 into IGT. And he's like, what are you nuts? You just went from hundred dollar trades, $200 trades. You're taking your whole account, put it in one, in one stock. I said, yes, that's how much I love it. And if you look what IGT did, that stock went up to about 60 bucks through the four for one split and went up another 20 points. So my first trade was awesome. And it was just, and it was so great because it made sense. And those days don't exist anymore because now it's all about speculation and EV and and, and, and and worthless companies getting squeezed and GMEs. But back then it was just like, hey, I can see this. I can touch it. I could feel it. Every slot machine was made by the company. Let me invest in what I know. Warren Buffett teaches you that, right? Buy what you know. I bought the slot machine company and boom, did really, really well. And I know my ex- I know my next two trades if you want to keep going. I mean, I, I am curious because I was going to say like that kind of, I mean, obviously the market, how we trade, everything is very different right now. Oh, totally. um, myself uh, included, I made my first trade on this show in the first episode. So that would have been 12 weeks ago now. Oh my God. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, but one thing that, you know, keeps coming up is, you know, prior to I, when I made my first trade, the market was on its way down and it's kept pretty much, you know, screwing up for me. But right. A lot of people this year who have gotten into trading had a lot of really good success. You know, the market was running up, right? And so on your end, that wasn't necessarily the reason, but I feel like when you have a lot of success on your first trade, um, uh, Rohan is a baby in the market. Yes, in fact, I am. Um, When you have your first trade and it does so well, I feel like it kind of gives you a certain level of confidence um, and at some point you're going to have to be humbled. Right. So, I mean, I am curious, how did those next two trades go for you? Well, I'm old. I might not look it, but I'm 50. So this is when we were starting to get home computing. This is back in the day of dial up internet, AOL discs. You probably don't even know what the hell I'm talking about right now, <laughs> but home computers were a thing that you were just getting into. Yeah. We had our TRS, the radio shack ones, but now we were getting real computers decent stuff where you could do some real, you know, more than just word processing. So I was getting a computer built and the guy put a list together of stuff that was going to go into the computer, your motherboard and blah, 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 and all that. And one thing was called a SCSI drive. 
Guys don't know what it is now because it doesn't exist. But I was like, what the hell is a SCSI drive? Because I'm a child. It made me laugh. SCSI, what the hell is this? So he's like, oh, you, that's the piece that makes the motherboard interact with the hard drive and everything comes together through the SCSI. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Who makes it? He said a company called Adaptech. Doesn't even exist anymore. It's a new symbol, ADPT. So he told me that every, I was like, so every computer that's built has to have a SCSI drive and only one computer, one, one company makes it? How you doing? I want 500 shares of Adaptech right now. <laughs> That was 17 bucks. Went to a hunch. Sickest thing ever. Holy crap. I've never, again, my first Man. two trades were monsters. How fast? Yeah. How, how fast did it go to 100? About about three months, six months. I remember Damn. seeing it when I was up. I had never seen a stock go up nine points in a day other than like maybe like a cancer breakthrough or some biotech. This thing was going nuts. And that was right before the whole dot com started taking off. This was prior to dot com. And then after that, the, the joke is I bought Potash of Saskatchewan. Anybody <laughs> don't want to know why? Why do you think I bought Potash of Saskatchewan? It wasn't about the fertilizer, my friends. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought the symbol was funny. It was pot. I'm in. <laughs> I can do no wrong. I got IGT. I got Adaptech. Let's buy pot because the symbol makes us laugh. And I like <laughs> to smoke weed. Guess what? Stock did well. <laughs> so my first three <laughs> trades were actually my actually my first three trades were actually pretty damn good, and uh, I don't remember the fourth trade, but let me tell you uh, where it didn't go well was just trying to buy dips on price alone, and that was that you know two thousand two thousand one area. You know you see a stock at three forty, and now it's at forty. You got to think, all right, this has got to have some value here, and talking about like Lucent. And, uh, you know, some of these uh, CMGIs and stocks you probably don't even know about, but they had zero value and they pretty much went to zero and took me down with it. So just because something has sold off doesn't really make it cheap. And I learned that lesson uh, the hard way. Very hard. And I'm just going to say, like, I mean, OK, clearly there was there was like nothing even close to fundamental about those first three trades. Right. But holy crap, what an awesome collection of three stories for stock plays. That is so awesome, dude. Just, yeah. just potash of Saskatchewan, like the whippets and everything else. I don't, dude, I, that was just, that was awesome. That was, <laughs> that was a great was four the, minutes. That was my dipping, <laughs> dipping my toe in the industry. It was going well. I, I and love then that I the, hit my bottom. <laughs> I, I love that the, the first two actually were like, I, I have to say, actually, like the story was there, made a lot of sense, obviously panned out well for you. Uh, the pot one is my favorite just because like that's I mean it's like a YOLO trade before people were YOLO trading you know oh, yeah, exactly. I love it yeah, oh yeah. man I, un unfortunately we don't have like a huge amount of time in today's episode we did start a little late and we're just getting used to this like live thing but I want to get to the meat I want to get to the important stuff yeah. um, so we talked about it in your fabulous intro which is the VWAP we've talked about it on the show before but for those of people for those people who haven't heard it um, can you, you know, explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. They said I'm the baby of the stock market. That yeah. pretty much is the case. Um, so would love a basic explanation and then also your trading strategy with it and why it works so well for you. Great. I'd be happy to. Um, the name implies what it is. It's a volume weighted average price. So when gentlemen like us with our 500 share, 1,000 share trades, have no influence on the market at all, especially with something that's trading. Let's let's just call it Palantir. How many shares we got traded on it today? There was like 36 million on it. 
my thousand shares means absolutely nothing, right? But what we're trying to do as VWAP traders, the volume implies where real money went into this idea. Volume implies institutions. Institutions are the ones that move the stock. So isn't it a great idea to track the average price of where the most volume went into a name on a given day over the last couple of days and over maybe even a week or a month or a year, usually VWAP, volume weighted average price, there's one number. And the idea behind it was, let's say my man here works for the Glick Fund. And I say, I need 100,000 shares of, of uh, Palantir in my fund by the end of the day. So he's not going to buy 100,000 shares at the open. He's going to piece into that trade. He's going to buy it slowly, and he's going to hope to beat the VWAP at the end of the day. That's how he gets judged as a trader working for the fund. So as the stock's going down, he's like, great. I don't care why Kenny wants it. He told me I need 100,000 shares of this thing. He's buying on the way down. But then as Palantir starts to rally and gets back above the VWAP, the trader who hasn't acquired that entire block yet has to now start buying more frantically to keep his average price below the VWAP. He gets scolded by me and we slap him around a little bit. He doesn't get any drinks when we go out to Stone Street, right? So the idea is if you have a stock that's hovering below the VWAP for a good amount of time, think of the trader out there that's acquiring or accumulating it under the VWAP. And as it gravitates and gains some strength and gets over it, that guy's scrambling. So make him pay up for the rest of his order and start buying the stock as it breaks over the VWAP. So that's the original premise of volume-weighted average price. And what we started to witness now is that as long as there's volume, and again, that's why I love earnings season. You have more activity during earnings season than any other time of the year, especially on individual names. You'll have your 8 million shares on average, and then Palantir will explode to 36 million. Um, the reason I'm bringing up Palantir is because they reported earnings a couple of days ago, and we had a massive trade in it, and today was a great rollover. So on the flip side, when you got a stock that's above the VWAP, it acts as like a reversionary indicator. Stocks want to gravitate to where the money's at. So if it's above your VWAP and it starts to roll over, you've got a nice target where you're going to probably head. And if it breaks the VWAP, usually you start a downtrend. And again, if you're still below the VWAP and you get back above it, it's as simple as that. You break in VWAP, you're going to influence more people to come into that name and start buying it. So all we do is we play the gaps because... VWAP also, like I said, is a reversionary indicator. If you're way above the VWAP, no matter how great that news was or whatever they said or whatever analyst is you know, touting it, generally you want to gravitate back to the VWAP. So if you're a shorter, you put your stops at those high levels and then you look for that reversion. And then if it breaks, you get paid even more. So that's really in a, in a nutshell, it's really where the money is going. And that is the most important part to know about trading. And if you start looking at multiple timeframes, a lot of times you're just going to be looking at a chart with two or three lines on it. And I know a lot of these guys love putting lines and charts and indicators and studies and all that. I've been using the same chart setup for nine years now. I haven't changed a thing and it's been working like a charm. That was awesome. I loved it.
explained it perfectly. Um, I have to say, we we got a comment about it from Franny, our awesome producer as well. Uh, some pretty sick Funko Pops in the background there. Yeah. Matt, Matt. I love that hat as well. The, dude, I was just going to comment on the hat, man. <laughs> dude, I got to say, I mean, dude, this is like quite possibly the best home office slash desk I've ever seen. I like dolls and toys. That's I don't spend money. I buy silver coins, dolls and toys. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm yeah, a hundred. I'm gonna order one of those hats, like a hundred percent. I noticed it when you went full screen. I'm getting <laughs> one of those, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not a Rolex guy. The sweatshirt I think is 22 years old. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of a geek, and uh, you know, I do what I do, have some fun. You know, I I definitely made trading a lot more fun than most people can. And again, it's nice to have a nice niche that you could conquer. And you're really, again, VWAP, what's great about VWAP is that it instills discipline in your trading, especially for guys like me who like the short. It's a it's an algorithmic trigger. This is something I've back tested, front tested, for tested, whatever kind of tested you want to net, want to know. Stocks that break back over the VWAP generally start a new uptrend. You don't want to be short. So it's great for me because I love shorting and I know I'm not going to fight the VWAP. So over the VWAP, that's the end of the trade for me. Okay, so we've mentioned shorting. Uh, I mean, this is probably going to be like our last question here, but we've mentioned shorting a couple times. Um, and for me, like when I hear the word shorting, it's kind of scary to think about. Um, all From what I know about it, obviously there's a lot of risk involved if you don't know what you're doing. So, I mean, for these for these beginner traders out here, um, what what do you like about shorting? Why would you recommend trying it out? And at what point in your experience as a trader would you recommend trying it out? And how about would you how about would you go about it? Okay, let's address the first thing. It's the same exact thing as investing. It's only scary because in theory you have unlimited risk. Remember what you're doing. Investing is what? You're buying here and you're hoping some sucker comes along and buys it from you at a higher price, right? Hope and faith. In my business, hope and faith are just strippers. They're not investment vehicles. Hope <laughs> and faith, right? So the shorter looks at a stock and he says, man, this thing is pretty high. Why don't I sell it first? And then if it goes down, then I'll buy it. You're basically just doing the opposite of investing. The reason people are afraid of it is that if you're short, the stock could realistically go up forever. So in theory, you have unlimited risk, but you're not going to let that happen. Just like you don't keep a stock till it goes to zero. You're not going to just watch your money go away as this thing rocketing up in your face. Like what happened with the guys with the GME and what happened in, you know, again, this whole market was kind of a short squeeze six or seven months ago. And again, everyone's a genius on the way up, but shorting is nothing to be feared. It's just the opposite of investing. You're selling high, hoping to buy low. You're borrowing the shares. Again, people don't understand that concept. How could I sell something that I don't own? Thank you to the stock market. The stock market lets you borrow the shares. Remember, you're borrowing it. You're borrowing it. You're selling it to somebody else. So you're on the hook right now. You have to eventually buy it back. That's called covering your short. So once again, nothing to be afraid of. If you think the market's too high, you sell it first and you buy it back lower. Just like Palantir today, just like anything Kathy Woods is involved, Kathy Woods involved in, they're all shorts right now. And if the essence of the market going up 
is a combination of short covering guys like us who are shorting it. We have to eventually buy it back. And then you got the people that are dollar cost averaging their awful stock that's been going down. They start buying. So you get twice as much buying. And then like the GameStop moment, sometimes there's just not a lot of stock out there. And the shorters are on the wrong side of the trade and they have to scramble and buy it back at higher and higher levels. And you could get hurt, but have your stops on. It's the same concept. Don't let it get out of hand. And of course, with the VWAP, don't let it break the VWAP without getting out. And that's why VWAP is the most important thing I've ever seen in my trading career. And this is going on 30 years. Good. Once again, once again, such a awesome explanation of that and okay that, that makes a lot of sense right like to you know yeah you have potentially unlimited risk but i mean simply adding a couple of stops to it you know kind of mitigates that right um and uh appreciate that and definitely someone said drop some likes people i think both of those answers deserve some likes uh for kenny so please drop a like show your support because this has been such a fun episode i know we had uh, a couple people asking for examples of how you use the VWAP and and, and setting it up. Um, unfortunately, I, think, uh, I mean, actually, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's do it real quick. Um, and then maybe we'll have to have you come back on at some point and do it a little bit more in depth. All right. Let me see if I can do this. Let me just grab a screen share. Uh, yeah, you, we might not be able to do this on the fly because I didn't have it set up. So, hey, why don't All we good. do it? All good. Yeah, why don't we do this? Let's let's do this again. I will show my screen share. But if you guys want to do it, I don't want you know, again, I didn't come here to plug uh, who I am. But if you Google me, I, I do a webinar every day from 8.30 to 11.30. And all I do is crunch charts. And then I come back at 1 to 2. I crunch charts. And then I nap most of the rest of the day because I'm old. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you guys Google me, uh, whatever, the warlock at hitthebid.com, that's my website. If you guys want to hang out. I'm the only one that has a business plan as is what I do. You come to my website. I don't want your credit card. I don't want anything from you. I don't want any money. Come and hang out. See what I do. Spend a couple of weeks with me and my crew. If you like it, you join the cult. Nobody does what I do. That's how we run our business. You get to kick the tires. You get to beat the hell out of us for a little while. Ask some questions. Have some fun. And then a couple of weeks, if you decide, you know what? I want to hang out with this maniac and his friends. Then you join the cult. And then we jump you in, you get a shock collar, because if you trade anything other than VWAP, <laughs> they're, they're laughing. I'll show you the collar. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have it. I missed the prop. But, yeah, you get a little buzz <laughs> to your neck. You do a non-VWAP trade. It's a little, little gentle, you know, a little, you know, just a little. Like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then within six months, you got to get a tattoo of my face on your back. So, <laughs> Love it. Love I'm it. in, dude. I yeah, All I right. mean, I, I'm coming Sign to hang up. out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> folks, check out his webinar. Uh, check him out on Twitter at Hit the Bid Radio, and we will absolutely have Kenny back on to run through some examples of how yeah, he does well, this. Thanks, man. Um, real quick, last thing. Yeah. Uh, someone saying, Kenny, give them a tip. Just the tip. <laughs> uh, do you have any? Do you have any like quick? Uh, if you had to drop one little nugget of knowledge, you want you want a, you want an idea? The UVXY right now, okay? The UVXY is the most busted, nastiest product ever built in the history of trading. And for the last three days, it's trending higher, which is a really, really bad, bad omen for the market. I think we're going lower. Unless you see UVXY going down over the next couple of days, I want you to consider 
shorting this market, but I'm going to give you something to short the market where you could buy something to be short. It's known as the SQQQ. All right. It's the short QQQ. If this market is getting weaker and it looks like it is going to, you don't have to short something. They have these inverse ETFs that you can buy. So as the market's going down, they'll increase in value because the market's going down. It's inverse ETF, SQQ right now. We're long right now, but we sold. You know, Again, we've won this trade already. We're down to our last 20%. Yeah. But I think these QQQ has got another 15 or 16 points down, which the SQQ is not going to move that much. But your SQQ is going to probably get you to, you know, maybe another buck and a half, two bucks, which is about, you know, 10 or percent, 10 or 15 percent in the next couple of days. So watch out. This market is really, really ugly right now. We had the Kathy Wood top. We had the Jessica Alba top, by the way. Jessica Alba's IPO hasn't had a bid since it came out until today. Awful. <laughs> Coinbase, everybody got just lit up on that one. That one finally caught a bid. This market is ready to roll over again. SQQ. I'm 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 nervous and I'm nervous and I'm and I'm really nervous about this market right now. All right, there All right. we go. That I was actually scared. that was super helpful. Definitely check out the SQQQ. Uh, great way to get in if you're not you know super experienced with this stuff or you just want to short it, but in a simple way. I'm gonna be checking that out. Kenny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. The knowledge I learned a lot, and more importantly, I had a bunch of fun. Probably one of the more fun episodes I, I've ha I've had on First Trade. I'm Thanks. sure Michael would say the same. Thanks. So oh, yeah. appreciate you joining us. And folks, up next, we have pre-market prep at the close. I'm sure they've already started along. So go ahead and hang out with that crew. Now those we'll guys next know what are talking about. Dennis <laughs> yeah. Peter, Joel Iconin. I love this trick. Kenny, can you show me why we're short the market right now? What's happening, Kenny? I thought you said the market never goes down. That's right. That's spot on, dude. That was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright folks I love it Kenny thanks for joining Michael uh, thanks for hanging out I'll see you in 30 seconds when you get out of that room and folks we will see you on the next episode of First Trade peace peace see you later guys I love it